Welcome, monsieur. Sit yourself down and meet the best innkeeper in town. A gent of good intent who's content to be master. Hi. Welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. And today we are going to step into the Sing Statistics episode. Uh, just like yesterday's episode, there will be no spoilers here, and all of the involved personnel are either in the trailer or just not surprise roles. You know, there's no guest star cameos. This isn't Matt Damon on Interstellar or anything like that. So, fairly straightforward. Fairly straightforward. Well, let's see. So, I mentioned that I was thinking about putting this episode somewhere in the 70 kind of range. And uh, basing this on the other animated films I've seen this year. So, you've got Sausage Party sitting with a 79. And... Uh, and below that, you've got Finding Dory with a 74. And I do think Sing Kump finds its home somewhere in the middle of that. And I ultimately settled on 77. Uh, so that puts it in line with, from this year at least, uh, The Nice Guys and The Mermaid. And I think that's, I think that's a fair spot to put it in. It... You know, it has a lot of kind of mm, generic plots and ideas in it, but it is an incredibly enjoyable movie. It's very fun. Uh, it draws you in, and it just it, it make it it so gives you a warm feeling, and and that's ultimately what sells it for me. And while that on its own won't raise, won't raise a movie to an 80, 90, incredibly high score, it will give it a very good one. And so we've got Sing at approximately 77. Um, so uh, I watched it on the 26th of November. Uh, so that's two days ago from right now. Clocks in at just over 100 minutes, 101. And it came out this year. It is an animated movie. It currently has an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's with only nine reviews in, so I expect that number to change. Uh, I probably, I, I think it'll probably head a little lower than this, maybe in the low 80s when we're all said and done. And the synopsis that I've written up for this film is... Five animals vie for the prize of a singing competition. It's very straightforward, and that is what the movie is about. As for directors, uh, two directors for this one. Neither was on my list prior. Uh, you've got Garth Jennings and Christopher Lordelette. And with Sing, they both come in with a 77 average rating for their films. One film rated in the 70s and a score of 79 overall, which puts them in a tie for 546th place. And that's pretty good. 
you know, they're joined by, you know, I don't know, almost 20 other people in that spot. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if they, if, if Garth and Christopher can improve upon this or if this is kind of a lightning doesn't strike twice kind of a deal. Um, as far as writing, uh, the only writing credit is Garth Jennings, and this is his first writing credit for my spreadsheet. So 77 average rating, 79 total score, and 1,299th place overall as far as writers go. Very simple. Here's where we start to get into, it gets interesting. There are a lot of well-known named actors in these in this movie lending their voices to the cast and at the top of that list is John C. Riley, who was 21st before adding Singh to his filmography. Singh is his 32nd film that I've seen. It raises his average film rating to a 68.47. It is his eighth film rated between a 70 and a 79 and ends up being his 14th highest film overall. Uh, it beats out The Aviator on tiebreakers, uh, significantly the its Rotten Tomatoes score as a tiebreaker, but the scores are incredibly close, and so if the Rotten Tomatoes score does trend downwards like I expect it to, it will slip down to 15th place for John C. Riley. Uh, so this raises his value to a 51 and gives him a total score of 120.47, which moves him up one spot to 20th. Just to, so he he skips ahead of James Stewart. Um, yeah, so he top 20 John C. Riley. Uh, next, uh, we've got Nick Offerman who was 105th place. This is the 15th film of his I've seen and raises his average film rating to a 74.93. A lot of highly rated films for Nick Offerman. And he's generally not the main character, but he appears in, in a solid handful of movies. This is this, his first film uh, rated in the 70s. And so it's kind of all alone there. It raises his value to a 30 and his score to 104.93, so he jumps up to 75th. Uh, so he breaks into the top 75 just barely. And uh, Nick Offerman, so John C. Riley voices Eddie, who is the sheep that is friends with Matthew McConaughey's character, the main character, Buster Moon. And then you've got Nick Offerman, uh, who voices Norman. Uh, which is, I believe, that mm, could be wrong. Mm, a Google search sent me a picture back of no because that that's gunter i don't know who norman was i don't remember the name norman um i don't know norman there's norman 
Next, we have Ray Perlman. Rhea. Rhea Perlman. This is only her fifth film on my spreadsheet. Uh, it actually lowers her average film rating to an 80.2. It's her second film in the 70s and slides in as her fourth best film overall, right behind Matilda. And raises her total score to a 92.2 and jumps her up 40 spots to 407th. So we're still in the top 500. Uh, still, you know, so in a very high position. And we're going to stay there with Matthew McConaughey. Started started bef before this at 562nd. This is the 26th Matthew McConaughey film. His second film rated in the 70s. It raises his average film rating to a 6146 and his value to a 28, which raises his score to a 91.46. It is his 11th best movie, so just outside of his top 10. Um, you know, Magic Mike sits at 10th place right now. And uh, you've got a lot of good films above them. Uh, you know, particularly, you know, even, even some from this year. You've got his other voice role from this year, Kubo and the Two Strings, as his second best movie. Um, so, you know, this is the Matthew McConaughey voice year thing. Yes. And uh, so he jumps up to 442nd overall. So he has definitely been trending upwards. You know, there was a period mm, about four or five years ago, I watched a handful of like really awful McConaughey like films. Tiptoes, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, Failure to Launch, The Paperboy. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And he like plummeted down on my spreadsheet. And then all of a sudden, you've got Magic Mike, Interstellar, um, Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf of Wall Street, Mud, Kubo and the Two String. You know, just tons of great films that he's been in recently. That he's just... You know, it's really it's really tough to climb up the spreadsheet. Uh, you know, especially like 15 films in, like it's already if it's you generally it's so entrenched one way or the other that it's really hard to to fall or climb that significantly. But he has proven me wrong that he's able to do it, and if he can just continue to, if he can just get a little further up, like he'll be fine because. When I look at a lot of the people in the top 20, you know, like Samuel Jackson, I have 21 films in his repertoire that are less than a 50, and he's still ranked 22nd. Uh, you know, like, you know, I, Brad Pitt was just in Legends of the Fall, which was his worst movie that I've ever seen, and he's still number two overall. Like, he didn't even drop a single place because the point the he, like he's just so overwhelmingly higher than he's still like five points ahead of third place so you know, it, there's it's it's tough it's tough 
Next, we move on to Scarlett Johansson, who voices Ash, the hedgehog, in this movie. Uh, Sing is the 28th film from her that I've seen. And she started this out at five, 750th place. This raises her average rating to a 61.04, her value to a 27. It is her 11th best movie overall, so again, just outside of that top 10. And raises her score to an 88.04, which may, raises her rate, rank to a 500 to 592nd. Uh, Singh ends up just shy of Captain America Civil War, also which also came out this year. Uh, so a, a good year for Scarlett Johansson, who was also had a voice role in The Jungle Book. Uh, you know, her voice roles have been pretty, pretty strong. Um, you know, she's a voice role in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, uh, which kind of is fine it's good but not great uh sings is very good and then you know the jungle book was fantastic uh specifically speaking to her performance in it i thought she was great i wish she'd had more to do but like her character was very is not a huge character even in the animated film and then you've got, obviously, her incredible turn in her, which I think was phenomenal. And I wish I wish something like that had gotten her more recognition as far as, like, awards go. Because I, there needs to be some sort of voice acting Academy Award. Like, I feel like that just has to happen. I don't know. Anyway, uh, next we've got Peter. Okay, um, hold on a second. Let me. Peter Serafinowitz. Yep, I'm not going to try it again. This is his sixth movie. Uh, you may know him best from Guardians of the Galaxy, um, where he plays. If you remember the scenes in the trailer with John C. Riley, there was that other guy standing next to John C. Riley, and that's Peter. Uh, so, Guardians of the Galaxy, his second best movie, seeing his third best movie, raises his average film rating to a 68.33, his score to a 9, and his, or his, his value to a 9, and his score to a 77.33. So he jumps up from 1,434th to 1,195th. Significant jump there for Peter. Then we've got Jennifer Saunders, who I first became aware of in Shrek 2. She is the voice of the fairy godmother in Shrek 2. Sing slots in just behind Shrek 2 as her third best movie, with Coraline being her number one. It is just the fifth movie with Jennifer Saunders, and it raises her average score to a 64.6, and raises her total score to a 70.6, which move, bumps her up from 1915th to 1606th place. Moving on, we've got Reese Witherspoon, who... Uh, so, hold on a second, let me go back backtrack just a little bit. Um... 
Peter is the voice of Big Daddy, who I believe is Johnny's father. IMDb is not great. I mean, the movie doesn't come out for a while, so... Uh, yeah, so then there's, the next person I mentioned was, so now we're on Reese Witherspoon, who is the voice of Rosita, who is the pig that dances in the, um, supermarket. That's her character. This is her seventh best movie, and her 21st movie that I've seen overall. It raises her average film rating to a 53.81, it raises her value to a 9 and her score to a 65.81, which moves her up to 1,899th place. And slots in just behind her Oscar-nominated performance in Wild. Next, there's Jennifer Hudson, who is the voice of uh, Nana... No... Jennifer Saunders, I'm sorry, is the voice of Nana Noodleman, and which is the grandmother to John C. Riley's character. Uh, Jennifer Hudson voices Nana Noodleman's character when she's younger. So there's like this opening scene that shows her uh, much younger and performing, which is when she's voiced by. Jennifer Hudson. This is the fourth film for Jennifer Hudson. Her second best overall. Raises her average film rating to a 62.75. Her value to a 4. And her score to a 66.75. To move her up to 1,833rd place. Still... Still below the 2000s until Leslie Jones. This is her best film. Uh, it raises, it's her fifth film that I've seen. Raises her average rating to a 58.8. Her total score to a 63.8. And moves her up to 2007. So we're just outside of the 2000s now. Nick Kroll. This is his ninth film. Sing is the third best overall. Uh, number two overall is Sausage Party, one of the other films this year. Number four overall is Loving, another film that came out this year. And this raises his average rating to a 56.89, his total score to a 63.89, and bumps him up to just ahead of Jennifer Hudson at 2002nd place. Then we've got Seth MacFarlane, and Nick Kroll voices the pig with the accent in the trailer. Seth MacFarlane voices the mouse, Mike. And Sing is his best movie, uh, edging out Ted, another voice role for him. It's his fifth movie total. Uh, raises his average rating, film rating, to a 56 and raises his score to a 59 and moves him up to 2,263rd place. And that is the last person. There are a couple of other people that I considered adding uh, 
you know, you've got Tori Kelly who voices Mina, but this is the only film she has a hand in or a voice in. And that's not significant enough for me. But Taryn Egerton, Egerton, who was the younger kid guy in Kingsman, is also in this. This is only the second film of his I've seen. But I was I'm probably just going to I'm probably just going to wait. You know, there's Legend, Eddie the Eagle, Testament of Youth, uh, the Kingsman sequel, which I'm most likely I'm probably going to see all of those actually. But I don't know. I'll wait until one of those to add him to the list. Just I guess being just a little lazy, I suppose. So that's it for actors. Uh, you know, so John C. Riley cracked the top 20. Uh, I don't believe this is the first time he's been there, though, if I'm remembering correctly. Then we've got genres. So I've got Sing as an animated film, a comedy, a drama, and a musical. It does pass the Bechtel test, and it is rated PG. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to have a shot at making the IMDb top 250. It's currently got a 7.2, and it falls short of my top 100 as well. As far as Academy Awards go, I think it's in the talk, in the conversation for Best Animated Feature, but I don't think it will end up making it. I think it'll be edged out by something from another country, most likely. And there's really there's only like one or one original song that Scarlett Johansson's character sings. And I don't it's not terribly memorable, so I doubt it gets in for song, original song either. So I definitely see this film falling short of any nominations at the Academy Awards. And finally, Sing was the 136th film released in 2016 that I've seen. And it was also the 999th film I've seen, unique film I've seen this year. Uh, I have, as of this recording, I've already seen numbers 1000 and 1001. But Sing was number 999. Uh, it raised my it raised the average rating of 2016 releases to a 53.93, uh, which is currently two and a half points lower than all the 2015 releases, three points higher than the 2014 releases, and four points lower than the 2013 releases. To just kind of give you a gauge. For that. It is the 19th animated film from 2016, the 62nd comedy, the 54th drama, and the 10th musical, uh, which makes, which puts 2016 at third overall in terms of quantity of musicals that I've seen from that year. Uh, 2012, I've seen 12 musicals from and 2013 I've seen 13 musicals from which are the only two ahead of it 
and then it raises the Bechdel test percentage of full complete passes to a 44.12%. And it is the 19th PG rated film that I've seen from this year. So how does it stack up against the other 2016 releases? Let's just see. So Sing ends up right between, or right in line with um, The Mermaid and The Nice Guys, like I said. Both The Mermaid and The Nice Guys edge out Sing on tiebreakers. Uh, they both have higher Rotten Tomato scores right now. So that leaves Sing at 32nd place in this year's rankings. Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, like I said, I've seen uh, 136. So Sing, there's more than 100 films from this year that I've seen that are lower ranked, rated lower than Sing is. Uh, but it's it's a very good movie. It, I, I, I don't think, I'm sure there are quite, there are a handful of people that will find this very boring and unimaginative. I thought it was charming and fun, and I, I stand by that. I think that it's, you know, if you have a sweet soft spot for musicals or for reality singing shows, you know, this is a kind of movie that was is probably right up your alley. And I think that you probably know that if you're that type of a person already. So, you know, enjoy it it's not breaking any new ground which is why it's not rated higher than a 77 but it's doing enough to be a worthwhile investment of your 100 minutes of time in my opinion and that's that's where i'll leave it uh no additional <clears throat> excuse me no additional statistics analysis today uh, I'm very tired, and I really would like to go to sleep. You know, we had two long days back-to-back -back at work, so I'm looking to enjoy as much sleep as I can get before I go to the movies tonight, uh, where I will see certain women. I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm a big fan of Kelly Reichardt. Uh, let me see if I can find her on the spreadsheet really quick. Yes, she is the director of Meek's Cutoff and Night Moves that I've seen to this point. Um, Meek's Cutoff, I, so Meek's Cutoff actually also has a 77 right in line with Sing. Uh, good way to connect the two. And while neither of her films has a particularly like outstanding rating from me i am incredibly intrigued by her style and presentation of the films that she creates you know meek's cutoff is a western that has no beginning or end you know it's basically if 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 the movie was a train ride you know, you don't see anyone boarding the train. You don't see anyone leaving the train. You just simply see, like, an hour's worth of the train moving. 
and that's it. And that's, I found that incredibly interesting. And I was really drawn into that film. And that, that's a film that I believe is really not for everybody. And one that I think a lot of people are not going to be completely taken by and moved by. But I was, and I think the reason it gets a 77 is because I think that partly I was simply reacting to the style and the expectation of more to come. You know, I, you know, she's still a very young, working on her craft director. And I think that, I'm hoping anyway, that certain women can be what I wanted Night Moves to be because I, I don't I thought Night Moves was good but I definitely thought it was a step in the wrong direction after Meek's cutoff and I really think or I really hope that certain women can be a step in the right direction so that's what I'll be doing tonight and as we near December it is getting colder it is snowing the holidays are upon us. We are recovered from our Thanksgiving hangover. And the last thing I want to mention in today's episode is that this marks the beginning of the award season of Fantasy Movie League. So if you enjoy fantasy sports and have any interest in a movie version of that thing, then this might be something that you'd like to try out. You know, I just I found it through another pod movie podcast that advertised it, uh, or like they joined it and wanted to get their followers to and listeners to to kind of play with against them. And so I started playing, and I'll admit I was very very uh, rough around the edges at the start. You know, definitely some some mistakes all over. And even recently, there have been plenty of mistakes. But I, I've, I've figured, I've started to figure it out, and I think that I'm going to finish in first place in that podcast's uh, league, uh, which would be awesome. You know, the, the final numbers from this past weekend are not in yet, but I'm hoping. Uh, you know, take a look if you're interested. The site has the rules and stuff. You know, it's it's a lot different if you're accustomed to playing fantasy football, basketball, baseball. It's definitely a significant difference from that style of play. But once you catch on, it, it's really it'll really click with you and it'll make sense. And while I don't believe that I have anywhere near the amount of people listening who would care about that issue you know i'm not gonna i i might touch it touch in on it check in on it every once in a while going forward but i do hope that at some point down the line uh, if the desire is there to do an episode every week uh, regarding the week's fantasy things you know what cineplexes are viable, where the predictions are landing things, like my input, my in, uh, my my opinion based on 
you know, the world around us, you know, all these kind of things that I think, you know, would be a, a nice little short episode about just hemming and hawing and tinkering with the lineup kind of deal. So maybe I, I had initially considered doing it for this season, but I, I do think that the podcast is so young and doesn't quite have any support that I'm going to hold off and skip award season. Uh, and we'll see as we get closer to uh, the spring season if it could be viable to start then. But until then, uh, thank you all for listening. You can find me at circleoffilm.com or email me at circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you are a fan of my show and would like to help spread the word, please rate and review me on iTunes. Every, every little bit helps. And, you know, you get more people interested in the show, more people want more from the show, and that lets me provide you with more content and so uh, yeah that's that's it Uh, thank you all for listening and as always have a week so long